Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Tonight, we got Niner Beto on. He's going to be talking 49ers. We're going to be talking Vikings. It's going to be a packed show right here for the holidays. So get your drink and let's get ready. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. This week on the eve of Thanksgiving, and I think we are all hungry for the game on Sunday, for sure. Uh, We have a special guest joining us this evening, Niner Sickness, uh, representing the 49er faithful. Uh, We don't really interact with your fan base too often, uh, but the most recent one is probably uh, heartbreaking for many of us. And that's that uh, NFC playoff game just a couple years ago. But but welcome to the show, and, and how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, and thank you for having me on the show. I, I feel honored uh, being on the Vikings uh, channel here. And uh, yeah, who would have thought that uh, two teams would be fighting for that spot in the playoffs at 5-5, five and five, especially the way the, the season started, at least for my team. Uh, after that Cardinals game, we a lot of us were like, "Oh, season's over," uh, and you know, I don't know where we just beat the crap out of the Rams and just got a new life. And you guys, hey, congratulations, real quick, on beating the Packers. Okay, let's go. Um, I have nothing against the Packers. I, I excuse me, the Vikings, but the Packers and their fan base is so annoying with the bad man crap. I am so glad. You guys <laughs> beat them. So congratulations on beating the Packers, man. They're so annoying. Yes, Thank they you, are. Man. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and and we're going to get to that in a second because I'm going to have Ryan recap kind of how the Vikings have gotten to this point. And I want you to kind of recap for people who don't know um, how the how the Niners got to this point. Because, right, I mean, we're two teams getting ready to, to gear up to make a stretch run here to push to the playoffs. And I don't think, you know, if you'd ask any fan base two weeks ago, three weeks ago, if we were in this position that we'd be there. Um, so I'm excited to get Get talking about that, Ryan, co-host. You've been uh, been doing a great job the last couple weeks uh, covering for me, so I appreciate that. Uh, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday Thanksgiving evening? <laughs> yeah, doing well. Uh, we just had a little family movie night before the show, so uh, again, kind of running around like crazy. We. Uh, been prepping for Thanksgiving. So this is the first year we're actually um, just doing our own little family, our f- family of five. Usually we go to my mom's oh, excellent cook. Uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, family, some family stuff going. So we, we just want to make sure that uh, we got something in. So we're we're braving this on our own. So my wife's working hard. I'm working hard <laughs> trying to get, you know, all of this together. So, um, and of course, trying to come off that high of that Packers game uh, that we just got yes. off of, you know, my wife and I, wife and I were there uh, cheering with the faithful and uh, it, it was an intense yet extremely fun game to watch on over. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Dave coming out from behind the curtain tonight as our producer, but making an appearance. How are you this fine evening? Oh, I couldn't be any better. This is wonderful. We get to have Niner Beto on the show to talk some football. It is Thanksgiving Eve, as you said. We do not play tomorrow. We get to watch a bunch of crummy games, watch uh, Detroit get its first win against Chicago, and uh, 
it should be a good, nice, relaxing day because tomorrow means nothing to us other than enjoying time with our friends and family and being thankful for all the Lord has given us, especially over these last couple of years because they've been rough. Now, Absolutely. speaking of rough, let's get into some football. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. I, I, I first, I want to give a shout out. There's a lot of people in the chat, and, and Niner Sickness has brought some fans himself over. Um, so shout out to those guys. If you just keep lighting up the chat and you have questions, fire them off, and, and, and we can we can get to them if, if we have some time, which we, we likely will. So, um, Ryan, I'm going to start with you, and uh, I kind of put it in the show notes. I just and, and already mentioned it before, but just want to quick catch people up to speed maybe from the 49ers aspect um, that are listening to this show that, that maybe don't know how the Vikings have gotten to be 5-5 five and five and, and what led us here. So if you just want to give a quick rundown and toss it off to, to Niner Sickness after that, and he can give us a rundown of the Niners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, for those who haven't been following along or those who maybe have drank their sorrows away in the uh, in the in the, the the season that has been so far, uh, you know, we're sitting at 500, which I think we're pretty uh, if you would ask me preseason, I think we probably would have been at this point. Honestly, that's kind of what I was thinking. However, uh, the way the season started, I think we're pretty lucky to be here. And the reason why I say that is, you know, we started off the year um, with what we now know is a is a pretty strong Cincinnati Bengals team at the time of course we all looked at that as an easy win Cincinnati's been a pushover team all year or in recent years I should say and and we're sitting here you know losing in overtime due to a Dalvin Cook fumble um and and you know we're sitting there going you know forward from there of course we know we're gonna have a couple tough games in the night or I'm sorry in the uh the Cardinals the Browns the Seahawks, which we ended up winning. Um, so to be sitting at one and three when you're hoping to be at least two and two at, at that four game mark is pretty, pretty tough. But and then and then we go and, and, and lay some stinkers. Granted, we win, but we laid some stinkers against the Lions and the Panthers, where, again, of course, we win, but we're blowing d- double digit leads. We're um, just not in sync. Our team just looks awful completely awful uh and every we're the only team in the nfl this year to hold a seven or more point lead in every game yet we're five and five because for every game except for these last two we have just sat in the passenger seat and once we get that lead we just are trying to play safe we're not trying to be aggressive we're not trying to go for the throat and that allowed teams like the um the, the Lions to almost come back and win, Panthers to almost come back and win, Cowboys to come back and win, um, Ravens to come back and win. I mean, you name it. We, we can rattle off team after team after team. And then I don't know what happened, but in the Chargers game, we, which was two games ago, uh, we're sitting at three and five, ready on the brink of Zimmer maybe losing his job, uh, this fan base completely going in disarray. And we go out there and do the exact same thing we've been doing all season, except we actually go for the go for the gullet there. We we kept passing, we kept taking deep shots at Justin Jefferson, our best player on offense. Uh, we stayed aggressive. We instead of just running a, a typical Mike Zimmer esque draw play on third and twenty um, late in the fourth with you know up up a, a one score. 
we, you know, shoot deep to Thielen on a crosser. He gets 19 of those uh, 20 yards, and then we go for it on fourth down to ice the game. I mean, that's the aggressive stuff we're looking at. And then we go to the Packers, and, of course, we uh, get a you know decent-sized lead again, and we kept taking those shots, kept taking those shots. Of course they came back. They're a good offense. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not a great team because they are. Uh, I hate them, but, you know, they're a good team. But we kept taking those shots, and we and we were almost maybe even a little too aggressive, which I love. I want to see that. If uh, I know uh, Zimmer said he's okay with uh, interceptions because the defense will get his back. Luckily, he didn't throw any of those. Luckily, three of those were dropped and or called back for you know penalties, whatever. Um, but he stayed aggressive, and that's what allowed us to not give Aaron Rodgers that ball back. But that's what allowed us to drive down the field and kick that game-winning field goal. So we're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. We have this re- revitalized fan base right now where we're up from the ashes. We're sitting in, I think, the sixth playoff spot right now um, with an oppor- a huge game. I think this is going to be a huge pivotal game against you know Niner Sickness's 49ers um, where they're – I mean, I'll let you talk about it in a second, but it seems like they're on the come up as well. So I'm assuming we're going to have very similar fan base feelings right now where, you know, disappointment to now sitting here with some optimism uh, and hopefully it's not some false hope. So, uh, you know, Niner Sickness, please take it away. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the Niner season. And tell me a little bit about Brandon Ayuk because I picked him in like the fourth round of fantasy in like three leagues. And he is uh, he's fine. I held on to him this whole time. I don't know how I did. And he's finally paying dividends. Talk to me a little bit about this season. Well, uh, before I talk about the Niner season, uh, just top up of the Brandon Ayuk situation. I'm glad – you held on to him because he's going to reward you at the end of the stretch in your uh, fantasy league. Um, there was an issue between him and Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, and he just fell into the doghouse. And one thing about Kyle, Kyle, I don't know if it's because of his age or what, but he still has a little bit of pride, a lot of pride. What, who am I kidding? Uh, the factors in with his players and Brandon Ayuk has always been a great receiver. Nothing that he did on or off the field uh, football-wise, but there's something that they had to work out. They finally did. Brandon Ayuk finally came out and admitted that he had some issues he had to take care of, and he did. And from that point on, it seems from the Bears games on, he started to uh, get better and better, more touches and more touches. And finally against the Jaguars, he had uh, uh, one touchdown for 80 in 85 yards. So. Expect him to be more effective, especially since we're using Debo as a uh, bona fide running back right now. Uh, expect Brandon Ayuk to be that uh, lead receiver. So if you have him on your roster, I'm glad you kept him. As for the team itself, uh, the 49ers, as you know, we started hot on the road again, two uh, East Coast games. NFL does this to us all the time, but we travel well to the East Coast. We play Detroit, which we uh, almost – you know, allowed Detroit to come back on that game. And we beat them, and then we beat Philly. And then um, we came back riding high, still not trying to find out who we are, our identity. You know, every coach, every team trying to find their identity every year because every year is different from the year uh, before. And we faced the Green Bay Packers. Well, I'm hoping that, that, that our turn is not the same thing that happened with the Packers where we were highly... We're going to beat the Packers down. The Packers can't do this. And they got the W. Now, not to take nothing away from the Packers, a win's a win and a loss is a loss. But uh, 
we didn't play our type of football against that game against the Packers. And anybody that knows football would understand that I'm not being a homer when I say that. Uh, you know, oh, you're just a Niner front course. You know, but if you look at the skill position, you look at the play, the Niners should have won that game. But it, at the end of the day, we took a loss. So we took four losses after that from that from that Packers game. We lost to Seattle. Arizona now Arizona we beat our uh we lost Arizona given we played in Arizona we played our first our rookie quarterback uh Trey Lance uh because of a injury to Garoppolo um we didn't play our type of football and we lost uh by 7 points to that to the Arizona and then we played a rainy Colts game so my point that I'm trying to make as a Niner fan and those that are for those that don't know the Niners our identity is in the run game. We're supposed to run the ball, old school, um, uh, smack you in the mouth type of football. And we kind of got away with it. I think Kyle Shanahan having this new toy and Trey Lance was trying to kind of figure out how to use both quarterbacks in this scheme and kind of got away from what he does best. It's just scheme for one, you know, one, one quarterback. And it's hard to for the offensive line to really prepare for two different type of quarterbacks as Garoppolo and uh, Lance is. Um, now, facing the loss that we had against Arizona, the blowout against their JV uh, players. I mean, Arizona had everybody injured. And we lost to them 31-17. Uh, to 17. If that's not a wake-up call, to uh, Kyle Shanahan, I don't know what was. I think Kyle had to really look back at himself, self-evaluate and says, listen, whatever he's doing is not working. And the game against the Rams, all the Niners, I don't care who you were, and um, a lot of Niners thought that we were going to get killed against the Rams. You have a Rams that are 7-2 and two coming in. Uh, they just, you know, they brought Matthew Stafford from the Lions uh, to replace Jared Goff. They brought in OBJ. Yes, they lost Robert Woods, but they brought in uh, uh, Miller uh, from the Broncos. They already have AD there, and they have Ramsey back there. So we expected a blowout. Well, there was a blowout, just not the way we thought it would be. Uh, the Niners, for some reason, have the Rams number. I mean, this is our fifth consecutive time that we have beaten the Rams. Uh, Kyle Shanahan plays chess while Sean McVay is playing checkers against each other. And we pulled that win 31-10. to 10. So we are finally finding ourselves in who we are. We started rough, um, but I always believe it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. That towards, Especially when you're going towards November and December, you got to start playing your best football at that particular time. And the Niners starting to find their identity, run the ball. I mean, 11 minutes on the first possession against the Rams, uh, gentlemen, and then against the Jaguars. And yes, the Jaguars are a bad team, but they're pretty good run, run defense. And we were able to hold the ball for 13 minutes and five seconds in our opening drive. I mean, that, that I think the, the NFL said if it would have been a few more minutes, seconds, we would have held the record for the most uh, minutes in the first opening drive in a football in the NFL. So we're finding ourselves and running the ball, and that allows Jimmy Garoppolo 
to be who he is. He's a game manager. He's not one you want to rely on. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Kirk Cousin. He's someone that if you have a good defense and a good run game, he's a compliment to be able to win games. But if you put the ball in his hands and you expect him to win it, it's going to be hard. And, I, you know, so finding our identity in the run game really helps Garoppolo feel comfortable in what he does. And he's starting to do so. Uh, no interceptions in the last few games. He's thrown touchdown. He hasn't had, he's never going to give you those 300-yard games. I don't, and I'm okay with that. As long as we're successful running and he does what he needs to do, I'm okay. I'm not big in stats where he has to have 300 yards games as long as we have the W. So we're starting to find ourselves. We are 5-5 five and five, as you guys. So who would have thought coming to this game that this game would have been as meaningful as it is going to be? The way the, the Vikings have started, the way we started, I thought this game was going to be like, eh, just another game, right? But no, yeah. it's a five and five team fighting for that seventh spot in the playoffs, and uh, it's going to be fun. So this is where we're at. We're uh, five and five. We started slow. We're getting better, and hopefully, we can continue to carry the momentum. And like you said er, uh, earlier, Ryan, I hope it's not a it's not a um, a fluke. These last two games, I hope it's something that we're going to continue to do, uh, playing you guys and going forward. Yeah, I think uh, you bring up a, a lot of a lot of good points when you're talking about the 49er season. That was actually brought up today in the press conference uh, from our head coach Mike Zimmer. One that was talked about obviously was your run game, right? Everybody knows the 49ers play some smash mouth football. They're going to run the ball. Uh, he said that a, a lot of what we saw two years ago in the playoffs, not much is different. You guys still kind of have the same identity or, or offensive focus that you want to do and, and we understand that um, they also called out the the really long first opening drive you had the other week um, <laughs> and I think the question posed to Zimmer was something along the lines of if that if he saw that what his thoughts were on it and, and he, he said it was impressive um, you guys were very methodical kind of moving moving the chains uh, running the ball was was your focus uh, but one thing that I think Zimmer called out, which I thought was cool, was he kind of gave credit to uh, Shanahan in how he really kind of caters the offense to Garoppolo's strengths. You said it yourself. Garoppolo's not the type of quarterback that's going to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. That's just not his M.O. But what he does do really well is – what exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. He makes really good, good short throws um, play action. He's pretty good at, which is kind of why a lot of us here in Minnesota last off season, we're hoping praying some of us that you'd take Kirk cousins off our hands. But I will say hindsight being 2020, I don't know if we'd want you guys to have Kirk cousins at this point, because Kirk has been pretty instrumental in getting us to where we are now. Um, these last few weeks, he's he's been on fire. He's been taking some aggressive shots. So, let's kind of move into to this week's uh, game here, which is it's it's pivotal. I think uh, when we when we think about the wild card positioning between these two teams, you know, we're competing with each other. Now, maybe we both get in at six and seven, not not the record, but sixth seed and seventh seed. 
Um, or maybe we're both battling for the seventh seed and this game comes down to it as a head-to-head matchup. So I think this game is really important for both teams here. And uh, Ryan, I'm going to start again with you here in, in kind of like a matchup preview, but let's kind of talk about the Vikings offensive lately. And are there opportunities to potentially exploit the 49ers defense? I know it's not what it used to be, but there's still some pretty dominant players, especially on the defensive line for that 49ers defense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think uh, kind of our newfound offensive prowess, so to speak, may help us in this because traditionally, just like the Niners, we're very much a run the ball, establish the run, utilize that run to set up the play action, take some deep shots or some intermediate shots and let let our playmakers make the plays that they need to make. Um, and, and traditionally over the last, what, two, three years, that's really been our MO and really what's made us click, um, pretty much ever since that 2000, uh, second half of that 2017 year. Um, and, and for whatever reason, it's not working the way we would like it to work this year. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with just the offensive line play. We haven't been getting that push in the run game nearly as um, nearly as much, um, and I think Dalvin Cook's just maybe been a little banged up as well, um, and, and fighting through those injuries and, and playing hard. So um, I think it's going to be important for us, you know, to to continue to establish that run as we typically do, but uh, utilize Kirk's aggressiveness, utilize our playmakers downfield. I mean, again, these two offenses are very much similar, right? I mean, you got two great receiver. Well, you know. I think your the Niners receivers are more up and coming, right? Like Debo, I think is you can categorize them as very solid now. Ayuk's up and coming. We have Thielen, who's been solid. We have Jefferson, who's already established himself as a superstar. Um, we have strong run games. I would say we probably have the edge in terms of quality of running back, but their offensive line and the way that they um, – open up those lanes for their runners like Elijah Mitchell. And, you know, I was hoping Trey Sermon would be something more than he is right now, but you know, those backs, you know, I think that their run game is as strong, if not maybe even stronger. They obviously have a better tight end than we do. Um, Kittle's a monster. I think he's the the best tight end in the league. Exactly. I agree. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, overall tight end. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he is Yeah, Uh, overall. Yeah. I, I think uh, from a pure pure tight end, like overall skill set, absolutely. I think from a receiving skill set, I, w- I would probably take Travis Kelsey over him. Um, okay. Maybe Mark Andrews, maybe, but uh, probably not. Uh, just because I like I like Kittle's blocking. I mean, he's just a monster. He's he's like what Gronk was back when you know Gronk was younger. You know, I, I love to see it. Uh, that's the type of tight end I want in my offense, uh, rather than a pure I- pass receiving tight end. Ryan, I'm very surprised. You're, Mark Andrews potentially number three for you on on a tight end. Well, he's uh, he's number number one he, in my heart. He's number one in okay, my heart. Okay. But just, I mean, if I have to speak objectively, yeah, I wonder where he played in uh, college. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely, Oklahoma wow. boy right here. So I love it. Uh, but anyway, so I can Ryan, tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whiskey's coming. Whiskey's coming. Um, but yeah, anyway, so so looking at the way our offense is going, you know, I think we're more or less now reversing what we we have been doing. Now we're we're passing the ball early. We are establishing this passing game, the rhythm of the passing game, feeding Justin Jefferson, feeding Adam Thielen, these two route technicians who can get open on any 
uh, corner in the league. Um, and, and even using Conklin and uh, our backs out of the backfield. And then we're utilizing that to set up the run almost in a sense. So um, I think that's going to be the way you attack this Niners team, as you had mentioned. Uh, very good defensive line, phenomenal middle linebacker in Fred Warner. Uh, but if they do have a weakness, it's their secondary. Um, I say this almost every week and it, uh, early in the season, and that was like a jinx. So hopefully I didn't just jinx us. But, you know, their their secondary isn't what it was. Uh, I think Jason Barrett's out again with an injury, which I just hate because I love watching – um, I, 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 he's so talented and he just can't stay healthy. And I, I just hate to see that out of a kid like him. Uh, but you know, they, they brought in some players, uh, to kind of backfill that right with like Josh Norman and, and company. So I, I think that's where you're going to go ahead and, and try to take advantage of this Niners team. Uh, but the hard part as you've kind of alluded to, both of you have alluded to, is their their goal is to hold on to that ball and, and utilize that run game. And when you do the quick passing game and you do uh, you know try to establish the ball downfield that way, it does lead to more opportunities because you're not holding on to the ball nearly as much for that team then to eat that clock for less opportunities on offense. Um, and, and for them to, I mean, the Niners or the Niners uh, Rams game plan was picturesque like run 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 pass to get the third down run 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 and they just didn't give the Niners or the the rams any time to establish any sort of rhythm and you know we've all seen matt stafford all throughout these years he he is a guy that needs to get in rhythm and when he couldn't do that because the niners just kept uh, running it down their throat it just completely ruined the rams game plan so i don't want that to happen to us but we are at risk of that happening to us if we continue on this path of trying to be aggressive downfield. The way we can mitigate that is Justin Jefferson keeps winning like he has. Like the Baltimore game where our defense was on the field for 46 minutes. Granted, there was an overtime, but it was over two to one ratio and they were absolutely gassed. And even though we went out to the lead, we lost it in the second half because our defense was just huffing. And trying to catch their breath. That's going to be tougher this week for our defense, though, because Absolutely. every one of our starting defensive linemen it will be out. Um, of course, we lost to Neil Hunter early. Uh, Michael Pierce had the elbow issue, issue, came back too quick, and now he's on IR. Dalvin Tomlinson was stuck on COVID IR yesterday. He was a Zimas was asked about it today, whether if it was false positive, he could be back in time to play. And Zimmer flat out said he will be out. Didn't go any further than that. And then we know what happened with uh, Everson Griffin today. And most likely, I would give it a 99% chance. We will not see Everson this weekend and probably not soon after that, unfortunately. So we're going to have a bunch of backup players coming up, and we weren't that great against the run, especially with Pierce out, to try to defend against the run. And it could it could very well turn into one of those nightmare scenarios where if the Niners run, 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 pass to get a first down, run, 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 that have long drives that they gas our defense, and then the only way that we have a chance at that point 
is to stay aggressive and score more points. Uh, we can do that. We've scored 30 points or more, and I think a whole bunch of games so far this season. Um, five games so far this season. And, uh, and we could do that. That's the only way. Otherwise, I think that uh, Niners def- or our defense is going to get gassed. So I, I see ways so, both teams can win. Yeah. So Niners sickness, I, I put it in the show notes and was hoping that you could talk about the run game a little bit, but you already kind of did. So uh, if you want to touch on it a little bit more, knock yourself out. But I, I'm going to ask you, is there another another part of the 49ers team in general that Viking fans should be watching out for uh, that you guys are maybe, you know, a little under the radar on that, that, most NFL fans wouldn't know about? That's a good question. Uh, regarding just, I'm going to touch up a little bit on the run game. Uh, earlier, uh, Ryan said about Dalvin Cook, you know, great runner. Uh, lo- love this kid. Um, he's becoming a great runner for you guys. And then your backup running back is not as bad either. Um, no, he's garbage. Our running game is, I'm sorry? <laughs> He's I said, no, nah, he's garbage. No, Alexander okay. Madison's quite the back. Okay. But now with the Niners, we don't have a big name like a Dalvin Cook, a Ezekiel Elliott. But our running backs really based on the scheme that we use to utilize them in that particular run game. Kyle Shanahan has ways of uh, drawing up plays to put our running game the best positions to move the ball by lining up but different different types of formations. I don't know. I, I know you guys don't watch Niner games uh, as much as like, I don't watch really Vikings, but there was a particular play against the Jaguars where they had Brandon Ayuk with his hands on the dirt. Uh, I've never seen a receiver. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if you guys have with his actually hand on the dirt. Uh, and the formation that Kyle does so – to answer uh, Matt's question regarding the running game, what other element that we um, have that we can bring to the table besides a running game is really, honestly, is Kyle Shanahan. Game planning. How Kyle can be his best or his worst enemy. Um, if Kyle does too much, tries to get too cute, he hurts himself. If Kyle stays disciplined and just plays or coaches Kyle's way, he's very creative. He can create a lot of um, routes that that take advantage for Brandon Ayuk, how to get him open. He's great at getting receivers open. Um, so um, we don't have the quarterback that threatens you in the long pass. Hopefully that's what uh, Trey will become in the future. So we're not really utilizing Brandon Ayuk to his full potential and that deep throw, but we are great at yard after the catch. And a lot of that's the way Kyle Shanahan schemes the particular play. Now the players have to be effective and execute it in order for it to work. But um, I think Kyle brings a different element when he's on his game, when he's, when he's doing the right thing and he's concentrating the right way. Uh, Kyle's pretty hard to beat. Uh, Kyle just has to get out of his own way, in my personal opinion. And uh, I think that's an element that we bring as a coach that is capable of bringing a great game plan, capable of putting his players 
and great positions to uh, move the ball. He just has what kind of Kyle are we getting on game day? Are we getting the Kyle against the Rams? Or are we getting the Kyle against Arizona? And that's where uh, it's kind of up and down. But I think if we can get a consistent Kyle, Kyle is pretty good at uh, of, uh, making defenses pay. And your defense might not be this, as good as a defense it was in 2019, but I think your offense is way better than it was in 2019. Um, and... Your team, I've seen this with the Packers. You guys had a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, and you guys went back and forth. And because of the elevation of uh, of Justin, uh, of your of your receivers, and Jefferson, uh, and uh, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousin has been playing better ball. I mean, the, Kirk Cousin was the type of quarterback that if he took his first read away, he would get fluttered. I haven't seen that lately of him. You can take away that first read, and he gets into a second, third reads, and he's pretty accurate. So that's something where that I think he has improved personally, um, and he's dangerous. Uh, and what scares me too is our secondary. Is you're right, Jason Verrett got hurt week one. My goodness. Okay, um, then we lost. Uh, then we had to bring in uh, Josh Norman which he's great in punching the ball out, but this guy's a dinosaur. Um, I don't know who we're going to put him on. Hopefully we try to, you know, the best chance that we have defensively is honestly is our front four. Can our front four get to Kirk Cousins? Can he be in pressure? He doesn't have to necessarily sack him, but he ha- they have to get in his face. Bosa needs to continue to be disruptive as he has been. Unfortunately, D4 does not and has not been consistent this year, so we have been rotating other DNs, but if we can bring pressure on Kirk Cousins, uh, that's where our bread and butter is going to be because if we have to rely on our secondary, oh, it's going to be a long game. So the best, to me, the best defense, it's a good offense. If we can run the ball, kill the clock, run the ball, kill the clock, keep your playmakers off the field, then we have a good chance of winning this game, in my opinion. Well, let, let's talk about then what the keys to victory are here for each team. And Dave, I, I haven't really hit you too much here, so I'm going to let you take the, the reins on this one. But what do you think the, the keys to victory after hearing Niner sickness kind of talk about the Niners, kind of what we know about them as well? Uh, how, how do the Vikings win on Sunday? Stay aggressive. I do not want to see Kirk Cousins go back into – from Captain Kirk to Captain Checkdown. Stay aggressive, go deep. Um, if we do that, score as much points as possible. It's, it's the only way. Because our defense, if our defense holds the Niners to under 21 points, count that as a victory. I don't expect that. Yes, we got a decent secondary. We've got a decent uh, set of linebackers, especially with Eric Hendricks. But our defensive line... Andre Patterson, our defensive coordinator, and uh, Mike Zimmer are going to have to scheme up something unexpected that none of us um, plan on seeing. They've done it before, um, but they're going to have to do something. But they're not going to be able to hold that offense the whole time. So if we can score points and get over 30, I think we can win. But the key to that is staying aggressive on the offense. 
I, I have to address Mateo's comments uh, about CJ Ham. I swear to God, if I see another third and one fullback toss, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. That is just unacceptable in any offense. I don't want to see it. Maybe, maybe you could do it in the 49ers offense. Maybe Kyle, Kyle, what's his last name? Use check. Uh, maybe he could he could pull off a, a third down toss, third and one. But CJ Ham. Hey, let's no. let's, give, let's give CJ a break. I mean, uh, number one, he's friends with my neighbor, so I, I'm no more CJ slander. Number two, oh gosh, now we got even more bias coming in here, Dave. No, number two, I mean, hey, he's made some plays this year. I mean, I'm not saying the the quick check down plays, but in the run game, uh, I think that was like three, four games ago. He he had like a ten yard run. He had a huge catch hey. on third down like a couple weeks ago. No, he, he's a good well. offensive weapon. He's he's a good offensive weapon. I, I don't want to hear a CJ slander. Now, do it? Should he be targeted? Should he be targeted as much as Justin Jefferson? Absolutely not. Should he get more than two targets? Uh, you know, even one and a half targets a game? No, probably not. But when he makes, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's usually making a play. See, hey, I'm not slandering CJ Ham here. It's I'm I'm slandering Clint Kubiak and the play call for that play. Beto, call. see what we're talking about is we've been aggressive and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are getting around eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve targets a game. Right, which you would expect from a number one and number two receiver. Well, prior to that, CJ Ham was getting more targets than those two were. We were getting JJ getting like four and Adam getting five, and Kirk was captain checkdown, right? He dropped back, didn't like what he saw because somebody was in too high, and he says, I'm not going to throw it because he's risk adverse to throwing interceptions. And he would throw it be third and eight, and he throws a two-yard pass to C.J. Ham. C.J. Ham's a wonderful fullback, and he's up there and probably in a Pro Bowl voting. voting. He's, he's good, but he's not that good. And you're not going to get the production you need like when we go aggressive and then suddenly start hitting our stars again. And then that's the difference. We want what we've seen the last two weeks versus the previous weeks. And uh, we get that. You guys are in for a long day. Um, if we don't, you guys got an easy victory. Yeah, I well, think I think the other a key thing here for us, uh, sorry to cut you off, Matt, is um, everything Dave said, but on defense, it's not only trying to stifle that run game as best as we can. Of course, we're going to have to come up with some creative stuff given the fact that we're depleted on the defensive line. But it's making tackles at the – like no missed tackles. Because your two receivers are absolutely known for breaking one, two, three, four tackles per play. And that's where those explosive plays by Debo have been happening. Um, and Ayuk was doing that a ton last year. Again, I, I think uh, he even made it happen this last week. I think he broke two, three tackles and almost took it to the house. I was very mad he didn't. Uh, but it, it's <laughs> me too. If you got <laughs> you got to get them on the ground. You got as soon as you make contact, you can't give them those extra yards because that's what you guys feed off of. You're not taking, you know, thirty yard bombs downfield, forty yard bombs on field. You're taking slants and you're taking hooks and and, and those you know uh, short to intermediate routes and right up the middle. And you're taking those and you're hoping Debo's making a play, which 
all year he's been making them. So you got to limit those plays. And if you can, you have a chance to slow down that offense. Um, if you don't, again, we're, we're in some trouble. Yeah, and Debo is not a, uh, a receiver that is, that is afraid of contact. Uh, he loves contact. He walls on contact. Sometimes I don't like it because uh, he can get hurt, but I do love his aggressiveness. And you're right. We're not a deep. Uh, we're not going to go deep. We're not going. You know, I seen some of those throws from Kirk Cousins to Thielen uh, or, or Kirk Cousins to uh, Jefferson. I'm like, oh my god! And one play, you guys get like 40 yards, 50 yards, and move the ball. Uh, the Niners are more, uh, you know, yards after the catch, making sure that your defensive linemen or your linebackers miss tackles. And, and then if you miss tackle on Debo, he'll get he'll make you pay. Uh, same thing with the you, you. You guys are right. You have to tackle them at point of contact because if you don't, uh, they will make you pay. They're that type of explosive, uh, especially Debo. Those legs of his, man, he keeps on pushing. And we can't forget Kittle. And earlier we were talking about Kelsey and Kittle. And Kelsey yeah. is used very differently with Kansas City than we use uh, Kittle. But imagine putting Kittle in that Chiefs offense. How much productive would Kittle be? It's not Kittle's fault that we don't use him as a pass catcher as much. We use him more as a blocker because he does such a good job. But, uh, you know, and I'm not being biased with Kittle. I think Kittle is the best tight end in football, just not utilized as much as a pass catcher as I wish we would. But then we don't have the quarterback to really utilize him that way as much as Patrick Mahomes is to Kelsey. But the question I would but just of those two that, tight ends, and I'll I'll, cut, I'll back I'll get back to this game is if you put Kelsey in the Niners and you put Kittle on the Chiefs, who's a better tight end at that point? And that will speak within itself how good Kittle is. So uh, I just wanted to bring that point out real quick. But but something about Kittle though that I think you you kind of alluded to right like yeah he doesn't get utilized like Kelsey does in Kansas City, but one thing I will say that Kittle does very well. Uh, at is a, just like Debo Samuel or Ayuk or anybody in the 49ers offense, Kittle is still gr- like really great after the catch. Um, yes. I think I remember what a couple years ago, were you playing the Saints in the playoffs? I think, and he just like manhandled <laughs> the Saint DB off of him and just trucked down the sideline. Like, I think that is where, and I think Kittle's also younger than Kelsey as well, which is a little bit better, but I think. Kittle allows your offense to function a lot better. Uh, It was talked about today in Zimmer's press conference how how you guys utilize him to – you motion him, you either get him open or you you utilize him on motions to to kind of block and get run angles that you want on the defensive line. And he's – He's not overrated, but I still think he's underrated in in some ways. So – You've kind of heard our our keys to to victory here on the Viking side. So before we head into the lightning round here, uh, Niner Sickness, I want you to give me your keys to victory. What do you think the Niners can do to beat the Vikings? Um, stop the run, which is easier said than done. Stop the run. Um, play man. Uh, play press against your receivers. You got to be physical with your receivers. Um, I can see Manuel Mosley doing it. I don't know too much about Norman. Do I feel comfortable with Norman? I, hopefully that our safeties can back him up there. But I think uh, keys to victory is 
bring on defensively is bringing pressure, harassing Kirk Cousins. Do not do not allow Kirk Cousins to feel comfortable in the pocket. Uh, make sure he feels harassed. Make sure he feels footsteps. I want him to see and envision Bosa on each and every play. If we can get into his head, Bosa can get into his head. Um, it's not going to stop Kirk, but if we can just slow him down, I'm happy with. Kirk is a good quarterback, underrated, I think. Uh, can he be bad? Yes. Can he not play in some great games? People like to say, you know, the the primetime games. But this year is a different Kirk, man. So uh, we need to stop Kirk, uh, stop the run. And offensively, uh, we need to continue. We need to run the ball, and we got to find ways to open up the pass. We can't just rely on the run against your uh, team because you guys can score so quickly. I mean, we can take 15 minutes off or 10 minutes off uh, one play, but you guys can score in about three seconds. So uh, we have to make sure that uh, we just keep pressure on uh, on Kurt. Uh, defensively, and we got to just do our thing. Run the run, uh, and I'll say this again: the best defense is is having a great offense. If we can keep your guys on the sidelines, to us, that'll be a great way to win this game. Easier said than done, uh, Matt. But I think we can do it if we just stick to the. We got to stick to the run. I don't know how you guys are against the run. I haven't really watched the the, the percentage. If you guys are good against the run or not, but uh, I know that the Jaguars were like top three against the run and we were able to still punch it down their throat. So we just got to be persistent, whether it's working or not. We can't, we just can't get off our run and try to just go and do uh, passes with you guys. Cause if we try to do a shootout, uh, we can lose this game real easily, really fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dave, hmm. I didn't know you're going to be out on camera. So I only have a few for each. Oh, no biggie. I can make. I can make. Uh, Beto wondered how our defense does against the run. Let's see. If I had to guess, last week's game, uh, football DVOA. No, we were 28th against the run. We're not good. Oh, boy. We're not good, Beto. Oh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> and, 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 just, and just think those numbers are with like older players too right like yeah we had and that's we with had pierce we had dalvinson we don't have those guys this week yeah. we're running scrubs out there well that so we got patrick with, jones that wasn't with pierce pierce was out most of the time but that's with tomlinson <laughs> that's with everson griffin and those guys go are going to be gone this week so the, the, yeah. if i may add this real quick if you guys and this is what I'm afraid of. If you guys can score quickly and often, and we're down 17-0, we're down, uh, man, that's going to make us abandon the run. And that's what I'm afraid of. I don't, you know, don't want to go into their shooting, so we have to make sure that we limit those long plays. It's easier said than done, but we can't fall behind because that is going to take away from what we do best is run. So we have to keep it close yeah. uh, towards in the fourth quarter to try to win it because it's going to be tough yeah. if we don't. Well, the game plan against the Vikings is we go ahead in every game early. And then in the second half, it's when everybody catches up and uh, passes us. Uh, like your previous Yeah, we're very guest, good on our first drive. Yeah. Uh, previous guest okay. on your show said there was uh, eight games. It's actually nine games were decided by one score. 
um, out of the 10. Okay. The only one that wasn't was the Seattle game, which we destroyed Seattle. Um, That's so weird. And of those, of those 10 games, six of them were decided on the last play of the game. Wow. And, of course, we've already had three overtime games. So... It's, so our it's, ask from you is either kick us, kick our ass, or let us kick your ass, so we don't have to go through that again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think the yeah I'll, that's I'll all, take the first choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm before sorry. we before we that's no I I I'm I'm open for the other half, so I'm with you there. So uh, before we end the show here, we do a little thing called lightning round where I ask you some questions. Uh, you guys just okay. give some quick responses, and then we will uh, do predictions and get the hell out of here and uh, get get ready, get rested up to, to eat some Thanksgiving food tomorrow. So, Dave, hit that music, and uh, we'll dive into it here. Like I said, I only had a few because I didn't know Dave was going to be out on camera, so I'll make one up off the top of my head for Dave. But we'll start with you, Niner Sickness. The first part of Lightning Round is over-under. And I'm asking you, 49ers defensive line, two and a half sacks. They get over that or under that this weekend? Over. Okay. Any particular reason why? Uh, I think uh, Eric Armstead's going to have a good game in this, and we're going to need it from him. I think he's going to step up. And, and play good. He's, he has had a good practice. He's done really good, and he's been moving up little by little. And then not only that, but uh, uh, Key Auden Key that we picked up from the Raiders has really been stepping up from us, and he's been getting better every every game. So I expect him to have a good game as well. All right, all right, Ryan. Uh, the one I gave to you is Dalvin Cook. I said ninety nine point five yards rushing, so a hundred yards rushing, whatever. He's averaging like 94 through eight games. Yeah, I was uh, trying to look this up. I think he's only surpassed that three times, so those numbers are a little inflated. Uh, granted, one of those games, I think he went out early with an injury and or didn't play much because of the injury or whatever. Um, you know, I, again, I, I, don't, uh, I don't foresee us establishing the run that much I just said our offensive line hasn't been doing it all year again, which is why he's only surpassed 100 yards three times. So I'm going to go the under, and I think again our keys to victory here are staying aggressive and hitting Justin Jefferson downfield. All right, all right, Dave, making it up off the top of my head here, but I feel like Adam Thielen's kind of been excluded the past two three weeks. So I'm going to ask you, uh, over or under? Let's say 80 yards receiving for Adam Thielen this weekend. I'll go over. Weather's going to be great. Uh, I like the San Francisco secondary. And as long as Kirk is upright and feeling comfortable and not seeing ghosts, which Bosa can cause, he'll go over. All right. All right. Uh, next section is buying or selling. So, Niner Sickness, are you buying or selling the fact that the 49ers could actually be a wild card team? Oh, man, that's a tough one. 
If we continue to play the way we played these last two games, I'm definitely buying. Um, but I think that I think the measuring stick is truly going to be in this game. This game is going to be a true uh, testament uh, to that answer. So I can probably give a better answer after this game that I could now, but I'll say uh, buying. Right. Quick question: right. uh, how, How's your strength of schedule at the uh, after us? Like, do you? I mean, obviously, I think you play the Niners again, or I'm sorry, the Niners, the Cardinals again. Um, you're all division teams. You, I think, you play one more time. Do you have a tough road ahead of you? Um, I believe. Let's see here. We play uh, after you guys. We play at Seattle, which Seattle is not. I mean, they're not playing good. But they, what I tell Niner fans is. It don't matter how what the record with Seattle is. Seattle always plays us good, especially at their house. So divisional games, you know this very well, probably with the Lions, how good they can, you know, give comp- competition. So we play Seattle, and then we play at Cincinnati. So lately, Cincinnati's been looking good. And then we come home, we play Atlanta. And then we go and play Tennessee. And then we, we host Houston. And then we finish the game at... Los Angeles Rams, which is our second home, uh, uh, so I'm comfortable in that game. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, it is favorable for us. But we have to play Niner football because there's no gimmies in the in this NFL. So if the Niners play the way they played against um, against the, these last two games uh, against the Rams, particularly, then we should at least win. You know, at least six out of these remainder games, if we can do. But you know, the proof is in the pudding. We'll have to wait and see. I'll, I'll have a better answer after this game against you guys. Uh, Ryan, are you buying or selling the Vikings offense actually being aggressive? Yeah, I'll buy, um, and I, I'm buying purely off the fact that we have to. We, I, I don't think our way of playing football that we typically have done in the past is going to save Zimmer's job. Zimmer is uh, like he's on the hot seat. I know his odds to get fired first and when he went from number one to being off the board, which is great, but um, he's on the hot seat. I don't, I, I don't think he lasts with us unless we make a playoff run, meaning win one game in the playoffs, probably two to keep his job. So for him to be able to do that with the way this defense has been playing lately and then just the way our our run game has been, you're going to have to just let Kirk throw and throw aggressively and Kirk also on the on the on the, his side of thing he needs to be okay not being a perfectionist and taking those chances and and making those 50-50 balls happen and so it's it's going to be taking both of them together to to keep this aggressive mindset for us to be able to make the playoffs and to win in the playoffs i honestly think we can compete with most teams when we play this way we need our defense to get healthy. We need um, I, I, we yeah we're out some key playmakers. So I think a deep playoff run is going to be tough. But if our offense can put up the points, we just need a, a player two on defense. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. going to buy because we have to. <laughs> uh, Dave, I got one for you. Quick that I thought of. Are you going to buy or sell Bashad Breland's? resurgence i guess i would call it um i saw a post this week i know he's been hurt early this year he was allowing uh, you know a lot of receptions and whatnot but he's kind of calmed down and, and turned a corner the past couple weeks are you buying or selling that i'll buy it but just at cost um 
<laughs> Rashad Breland's decent. He's not great. He's uh, he can make some stupid plays and get burned. Usually won a game. Um, but he has gotten better. He has calmed down. And uh, a lot of that may be Mike Zimmer. So, um, and Patrick Peterson's influence on the other side. So, I'll buy it that, right. you know, he's a good starter. Let's do it. Let's do it. The last uh, section here of Lightning Round is a new one that we adopted from one of our guests the other week. But it's uh, write, the, write that down. So... I'll, I'll go through each of you here, and you'll give me one definitive statement you think is for sure going to happen on Sunday. Um, and we'll start with you, Ryan. Give me a write that down statement. Write that down. Um, Justin Jefferson show continues, and he goes over 100 with another touchdown this week and shows the league that he's got to be in that conversation for best receiver in the league. All right, all right. Niner Sickness, what is your definitive statement for Sunday's game? Elijah Mitchell will rush for over 100 yards. Against the oh, boy. I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that for sure. Dave, what do you got? Ah. Uh, oh. I want to be positive, but I, I'm tending towards the negative. Um, Go for it. Lean into it. I'm afraid Kirk Cousins is going to go back into his shell, and we're going to be disappointed, and McVay uh, ends up with an easy win, and all the screaming for Mike Zimmer's head starts all over again. On Sunday. Hey, then fighting words, Dave. You just said McVay. You're talking Shanahan, I hope. No, Shanahan. I also yeah, like uh, I, I, I'm I, I, I'm Shanahan. Sorry, they all young. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. You'll, you'll face him soon. <laughs> all right, let's do the final section here. Let's get some predictions <laughs> out here. I've already seen a couple uh, in the in the chat. I think I've seen a. I think it's your guy, Niner Sickness. Somebody you brought to the chat. He I voted. Yeah, Karthik voted 24-21 Niners. But now let's see what you guys think. So you're the guest of the show, Niner Sickness. Do we have, like, our records for the guests and for us? I forget what they are. Yes, we do. Dave Uh, does. uh, Matt is 5-5. That's the record of the Vikings. Matt's the record of the Vikings. He picks them every week. Well, I'm 5-5, not picking the Vikings. And uh, our guests are six and, six and four. And yes, Ryan, you are seven and three. No, did Ryan pick Ooh. the pack or the Vikings last week? Yeah, I did. Everybody did. Wow, it, just, it must have been you were hosting, so you felt I, the need to be a little more optimistic. He took some arm. I twisting. told you, I I told you, I'm very realistic in all my picks, but I will not pick the Packers ever win. Okay, all right. Good for well, you. This week. <laughs> this week, since Niner Sickness is our guest, we'll have him go first. So give me your score prediction for Sunday's game. Okay, well, this is the prediction that I've been uh, given so far. It's going to be 34-24 Niners. Oof. Hurts my heart. 
but not as big of a blowout. So at least maybe I don't have like a, a heart wrenching loss at the end. Uh, oh, it's not going to be a blowout. I don't think so. Ten, ten points is is better than what we've been dealing with here as Viking fans. So I, I think I can handle that if that's what it comes down to. Uh, be the second Dave, season. I'm going to skip Ryan for now. Dave, what do you got for a prediction? It depends what team shows up. Uh, this could very <laughs> yeah. well easily go either direction. Um, the three points that Vegas has given it is is very very good. I like that. They key, they have the over under at I think like forty or forty two. It's going to be over that. Um, Team Chicago forty nine. So, uh, I hate picking my Vikings because when I do they lose. Um, pick them, pick them. <laughs> I gotta go with the Vikings. Say 31 27. All right, all right. Four point game. So we're getting another uh, close one there at the end. Oh, of course. We can't have it any other way. Ryan, Mr. Realistic, uh, what are you thinking this week? Gosh. I've been this is a hard this is the hardest one so far this year I think because I think we're very similar teams I think we're very we we're, the matchup it probably favors the Niners in terms of just what they have healthy what we have healthy you know and, and whatnot but I'm gonna buy into the juju a little bit of this of this aggressive offense and and the way we've been playing this is no knock in the Niners they're they're playing well and I love watching them play because. They got Trent Williams on the offensive line. You got to have respect for him, and and I and their receivers are probably two, probably one of my favorite duos in the league. But Justin Jefferson's doing some crazy things right now, and I'm buying into that. So He's I'm going to say 28-27 Vikings. Ooh, a point! All right, all right. See, I'm I'm different this week. I'm still going with the Vikings, so you know that's that's for certain. <laughs> but not, Niner sickness alluded to it. If the Vikings get ahead, the Niners are going to be forced to play a way that they don't want to. They don't want to have to pass to get back into it. The Vikings are are very good starting out. I expect if the Vikings re- win the, the, the coin toss at the beginning, they'll receive, and I think they'll make a statement right away and make the Niners have to play that way. Um, and I think from that point on, I think it kind of g- goes away. And so I'm sorry to disrespect you like this on this show when you're coming on as a guest, but I'm saying 31-10, the Ooh. Vikings win. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's disrespectful. 31-10? Niners Hey, he don't speak for Vikings. That's disrespectful, man. But 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 wow. I want to I want to say yeah, something wow. when I say that. So I came out to San Fran in in the playoff game a couple years ago, and I got to say I got nothing but respect for your fan base. Uh, they were some of the funnest people I've ever hung out with at a game, especially being an away opponent in the playoffs. Uh, we were laughing the whole game, even though you guys started kicking our ass after halftime. Uh, so no disrespect by, by, by the, the guest. Uh, I'm a complete homer as Ryan and Dave can, 
uh, attest. attest to. So <laughs> I'm already seeing it in the chat. <laughs> well, this we is good. See, Bring more baby. fuel. <laughs> yeah. Bring more fuel. So I, I got you on Twitter now, so you can uh, you can come and uh, come fight me on Sunday afternoon or evening after that game is over and tell me how wrong I am. Matter Speak- of fact, if you don't mind, real quick, I, I would love to invite you, Matt, on my show, win or lose, uh, after the game against the Vikings. All right, and to see right. if your prediction is uh, anywhere true. Uh, not to humiliate yeah. you. But just to see if it's not to humiliate you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. exactly but boy, would he like the chance? Yeah. You, All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, okay. so I'm going to set it up. Uh, we'll, we'll say, uh, what, uh, 30 minutes after the game? Okay. Sure. Sure thing. I got uh, my show with Dave right after. So, Beto, we go live right at about the two minute mark for the final score, is what we call our okay. post game show. And, uh, There'll be no different Sunday. It usually lasts about a half hour. So if you go live about a half hour um, after after the game, will be no problem. Anyways, I'll kick him off if I have to, so he can make yeah. sure that he joins no, we, your we, show. We can do forty five. We can do forty five minutes after to give you enough time for you to finish up. Now. No, no, let's, we'll just go bang bang. I'm, I'll be ready. I'll be boozed up, so right. we'll be good to go. <laughs> this is the use mate is more interesting. Love it. I know, I know. And thirty one to ten, uh, guys. And and if if Matt if Matt flakes out because he's a very busy guy, always I can always jump on. I love and, the way you have I'll, his I'll back. Take, I'll, I'll, I'll jump I, on and I take the hate there. for him. I'll take the hate for him. Look I'll at Ryan coming like a trooper. Hey, I know, we ride together, we die together. You know what I mean. I like that. Yeah, so like Ryan that. changed his score as well. Uh, he he went thirty eight to ten. A holler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, we went a little over time here tonight, but uh, I want to thank everybody for for uh, hopping in the chat. It was lit up, I think, partially by the 49er fan base. So kudos to you, Niner Sickness, for bringing those folks along. But also thank you for the Vikings folks that uh, continue to hop on and. Check us out weekly. Mary, it is Thanksgiving. Mary, you're, you're always great. Daniel, Clifford, um, yeah. Mateo. Mateo, you had some funny-ass comments, and I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, a great, a great crew. We have a great crew on both sides. I love to see it. Yeah. Uh, Mateo asked what I'm drinking. I finished a Pinot Noir. Uh, I'm at my in-laws' house right now, so I finished a Pinot Noir, and then I switched over to Bush Light because that's what my, my brother-in-law had, so... You know, it is what Dude, it is. Dude, are you in Lakeco? I am right now, partying it up. Dude, what are we – let's go grab a beer. I'm right down the street. <laughs> I'll have to ask my wife, <laughs> but I'll shoot you a text. That, um, that, means, that means no. <laughs> text me. Bro, I've been married 30 years, bro. I know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, I want to thank all of you for coming on. And uh, before we go, people listening to this tomorrow, uh, when the podcast goes live, it will be Thanksgiving. So maybe you're listening to this on the way to some Thanksgiving shenanigans. Um, Just want to go through something my wife uh, makes me do every year. But just list one thing that you are thankful for uh, as we we head into this year. And I will say that um, in a a year and a half, two years of COVID. Um, I'm thankful for, for climbing the pocket and the people on this show talking with you every week. 
um, you know, it's, it's kind of helped the time pass and I just want to make sure that you guys all know that. So, um, if you guys want to go down the line and, and list what you're thankful for and we can, we can send it off here. I didn't, I didn't tell you to go to (laughs) Niner sickness. You can go. Okay. Well, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to make this quick. Uh, but, uh, I'm very thankful. I don't know if you guys are not, but I suffered an, a- an accident uh, in 97 that left me paralyzed from my waist down. And for 10 years, I was bound to a wheelchair. It, I couldn't, I was told I'd never walk again. Uh, actually, that on the operating table uh, was pronounced dead for four minutes. Um, and my spine is just disconnected right now. But I'm able to walk. So I have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, so I just, the ability to walk, people, don't understand how much we take this for granted. Getting up, getting out of bed, jumping to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, getting ready. I mean, you, we do this not even thinking about it. But when you're in a wheelchair for 10 years, uh, your perspective changes a lot. Uh, places that I used to go to to watch movies, now I had to call and ask if they had stairs, which before I didn't really matter. So I am very grateful that I have my life, that I have my ability to walk again. And that I'm still here and able to enjoy my Niners play. Respect. Sorry to Respect. be a little long-winded, but I want to share that. No, man, that's I, I like that. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. That's that's you, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Appreciate. That. I don't even know how you follow that. I mean, that's fantastic. I know, um, man. Uh, yeah, I'll echo your sentiment, Matt. I'm grateful for you know this team, uh, all of our guests, all of our you know uh, you know. People who come to visit the show, it's always very important uh, to keep us going. Uh, thankful for my family, their health. I mean, my family's fantastic. I have one of a kind, and and they're so supportive and so great on everything that I do and that you know we do for each other. Uh, thankful for my my um, health, and, and obviously we'll talk about you know I'm, we didn't really touch base on this at all really on the show, but just Everson Griffin going through what he's going through just puts life in perspective of just how important it is to keep your mental health in check and um, having the support system around you to be able to, um, to, 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 to make that happen. And I think without the support system that each and every one of us has around us, um, it, it, it's hard to keep that in check. So I, I, I'm thankful for that. Um, thankful for every Packers, uh, Packers victory, uh, Vikings victory against the Packers, I should say. Um, and for every Oklahoma victory <laughs> over those, uh, over those Longhorns. So, um, I'll end there. Sooners. Wow. Um, lot to follow up on Dave after you, after oh. you're done, why don't you send us home? Yeah. Um, I do. I am thankful for the fine young men, Beto, that I get to work with and help mentor into being creators and uh, love of Vikings like we've done for decades. Uh, I love the people I meet along the road and the friendships we make online, um, in person, etc. following our favorite teams because football, uh, most of all, has generally been a family sport for all of us, uh, passed down from generation to generation. It brings us together in a time when we need to be together. And uh, it's something to be very much, well, uh, very much thankful for. And, of course, always thankful for good brewers because I love my beer and everybody knows that. With that, I want everybody to stay healthy, stay happy, enjoy your company tomorrow, have a great day, enjoy the food, enjoy your beverages, 
And by all means, skull Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody! Yeah.